welcome back to Developing the Ear. My name is Noah Siega, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony Fasalo. Today, we'll be having a conversation with SUNY Purchase Studio composition major, Nora Baer. Nora, a singer-songwriter born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, released her first EP, Departure, in fall 2022 before moving to New York and attending SUNY Purchase. Today, we will be discussing her musical influences as a child, how she grew into being a musician, a few differences between Phoenix and New York, and where she will be going next. So let's meet today's guest, Nora Bear. Nora, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. Tony, glad to have you here as my co-host. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you, man, glad to have you. Nora, my first question I wanna ask you right away is, what's the musical difference you notice right away from moving from Arizona to New York? Yeah, so there's actually a really cool art scene in Phoenix of really talented artists and musicians, and there's really cool music going on over there. Um, What I've noticed over here though, it's kind of a comparison of New York and Arizona as a whole, which is that in the desert, things just feel like they move a little slower. (laughs) Like just the energy in New York, wherever you go is, there's some zest to it and the musicians here are so driven and they're so creative and they're always creating new things and it's really really inspiring to be surrounded by people who are so creative and they just have these ideas and they execute them and it's it's really really cool On last episode, me and Tony talked about our musical influences when we were a child. You know, music that our parents played for us that helped develop our musical, you know, interests to where it is today. And so I'm sure being raised in Phoenix, Arizona, there's probably some different musical influences that maybe you heard. So could you maybe tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, So my dad is from Long Island and moved to Arizona for college, uh, but he pretty much raised me on Billy Joel and the Beatles. My mom was into, uh, and still is into like 80s pop, 80s rock, Jessie's Girl and Donna. Um, her favorite band's Genesis. They both love Springsteen. I am not a fan. The Beatles definitely stuck. They've always been a huge influence for me. But um, as a kid, I was really into Nora Jones. A Nora Jones record was like my first album I owned, like a CD. I don't remember which one. Taylor Swift, her old, old country kind of pop stuff. And that those acoustic sounds have really carried over and it developed more into classic rock and psychedelic rock and Simon and Garfunkel and singer songwriter and There's just a lot of different genres, I think, that have influenced where my creative process has led me so far. The first band I really got into when I was 13 is Sublime. And then uh, I guess my musical taste really started to develop around 14, as did my interest in playing guitar and is that when you first started really creating your own kind of music when you were around like 14? Well, actually, I wrote my first song when I was seven or eight. I have the journal I wrote it in here on campus. 
It's in a fluffy green journal, has a little heart on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was taking guitar lessons from a young age from a family friend. I got my first guitar when I was six and he taught me the basics. And then I later took some classical lessons for a short amount of time, but I got really serious about creating at around 15 or 16, I would say. And so around that age, was there a certain maybe, I mean, necessarily a song or maybe just a piece of musical work that you created that was maybe your first time realizing like, wow, like I really enjoy doing this or I'm, I'm and patting yourself on the back. Like I'm good at this. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, is there a memory that comes to your head? Absolutely. Um, funny enough, the first song that made me realize how important how powerful making music is for me and the fact that I could actually create something real is the first song on my EP, Dirt. I wrote that song in the back of a friend's car when I was 16, I wrote the lyrics and then I sat in my room for two hours and I finished the whole song and it's gone through a lot of variations over the years, but that was the first song that made me realize. Well, Nora, you mentioned your first song, Dirt, off of your EP, and I guess that serves as a perfect transition to talk about your EP. It's called Departure, and it was released in August 2022, and I know it was released right before you moved to New York. So I want to ask you, was it like a peace out Arizona type of thing? Tell me about it. It absolutely was, and that actually is why it's called Departure. Um, this EP was finished, done, recorded, mixed, mastered everything in 2021. And I had worked with a producer and I think I was just waiting for everything to be perfect. I needed to do this and this and this. And I had no idea how I was going to execute that. I had never like executed some, like a piece of work like this. So it eventually worked out that I booked a venue for it. It was a great turnout. And I had that EP show and a week later I moved to New York for school and I just figured if I don't release this right now and come to New York and come to school for, for music with this out there and so I can start focusing on new projects and new things and developing and and it just really all worked out in a beautiful way. Had to get it off mm -hmm. your musical chest. Had, had to, exactly. Had to get it off your musical chest. Exactly. So Nora, you said you wrote Dirt at 16 in the back of your friend's car. And that makes me wonder, was the timeline of you writing this song it's like all over the place? Explain to me your writing process for this EP. Yeah, absolutely. So Dirt and the second song, Oh Moon, I both wrote when I was 16.
then the songs Soon, which is third, and Big Knitted Sweaters, which is fourth, I wrote during the, during the mixing process of the first two songs. And then the last song, Birds and the Bees, I wrote when I was like 17, I think. So it really was all over the place. And because it was my first real piece of music that I was releasing, um, I wanted to make sure that it was songs that even if I wrote them a long time ago, it, it was kind of like, if I don't do it now, then maybe they'll never see the light of day. And I felt like they were good songs and I, and I wanted to have that be a representation of where I'm at from where I started with songwriting to where I was at that time. Yeah, Nora, I mean, out of all those songs you just mentioned, I'm sure the writing process for all of them was not the same. You know, could you maybe like tell me a little bit more about like the actual writing process of these songs and like how that goes? Yeah, for sure. I'd say that my earlier writing process was strictly starting with a poem and then putting music to it. Um, but the process of that happening, there's a lot of different ways, like you said, that it happens. Sometimes I'll just be messing around and I'll be like, oh, that sounds nice. And then I'll either have lyrics for it or I'll create lyrics based on the music or sometimes I'll create the music based on whatever. But there's also sometimes where I will literally hear melodies in my head and I will note for note have to figure out what that is. I've written multiple songs that way. When it comes to writing lyrics, that can be a tricky thing. It's either I write in very small increments, I start a song and then finish it much later. But there are some songs where, like soon on my EP, I wrote that in like an hour, couple hours, just one complete session of a completed song. Yeah, kind of bouncing off of that. First of all, I could relate to you um, about just the process of writing. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter, just because I like to write poetry uh, in my off time. But, you know, when you brought all of this to the studio, how did you work with the producer? I'm sure it's a lot to just take criticism and you have to kind of take it outright because you understand that you're giving this guy like a lot of responsibility. So just how did you deal with that when you took all of this uh, to the studio and started working on it? For sure. You definitely have to go into these things with an open mind. And I feel like that is an obstacle a lot of musicians face is being able to kind of drop the ego and allow other people's opinions to influence and change your music a little bit, you know? Like, I think that you can really gain a lot from listening to the suggestions that other people have, but um, he really was respectful of my vision and, you know, I, we would sit in, in the studio. Well, it wasn't exactly a studio that I was sitting in when we would mix because he was in Vegas, I was in Arizona. So everything was um, virtual and I would just be sitting in listening to the songs like for hours, listening to every single layer, every single instrument, every single, there's like something you hear that's off and you spend about 20 minutes just trying to figure out what layer it is. What is it that's making the sound? What is it that's making it off? What effect could we do? It's, it's, 
It's a very, very, very tedious process, but it's an amazing and incredible process. Um, and actually my professors here, one of my professors here told me this and it's so true. And it's that a mix is done when you literally cannot bear to listen to the song again. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really amazing creative process and having someone who is so skilled and just willing to work with me and level with me was a really amazing experience. So Nora, you spoke about a little bit of advice a professor from Purchase gave you, and I just want to talk a little bit more about your first year of Purchase and how it's influenced you as a musician here uh, working in the music conservatory. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've learned a lot about music. I know that's a silly thing to say, but music theory has never been my strong suit, and I've learned a lot about that. Um, and I notice small things in, when I'm writing, when I'm playing, and I see small improvements already. And I'm always trying to play and write, even though sometimes it can get hard to. But um, I think my main focus has been kind of getting my bearings here since moving and just focusing on school and focusing on trying to write and I think that in the upcoming years, I'm looking forward to getting in the studio and releasing more music. I definitely want to perform multiple times on campus and off campus. Um, an album is absolutely the goal. I think that's kind of why I've been focusing so much on writing rather than producing because I want to collect some works and plan things out. That's a very big uh, pattern with me is needing things to be all planned out. Well, Nora, it was so great to talk to you today. It was so cool getting an inside you know, scoop on what it's like to actually write and create music for someone who's not a musician. You know, I, I don't really understand that, but it's been so cool to hear you talk about your passion and your process. And so, you know, listen to her EP out now, Departure. It's available on all streaming platforms, Departure by Nora Bear. That's N-O-R-A-B-A-I-E-R, -E Nora Bear. And so on that note, Nora, is there anything else you'd like to say? Thank you for having me, and if you're sad, create something. Tony? Yeah, I'm just really excited to see what Nora has to create in the future. It was uh, awesome having this conversation. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. This was the latest episode of Developing the Ear. I'm Noah Siega with my co-host, Anthony Vasallo. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.